welcome back and uh, this is us jack and marcel again in the podcast and uh, we have a very special guest with us today uh conrad langer or better known to the instagram world as cognaction and he's an amazing photographer and uh, one of the people we me both me and marcel look up to as an inspiration and it's a pleasure to have you today with us Thanks. Thanks for your time. Thanks for that interest. Thank you for coming. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. I'm fine. Uh, it's Sunday morning, so everything's fine. Great. On my side. How are you? <laughs> I'm a bit tired, but still good. <laughs> and happy to be here and also happy to have you here today. Yeah. Uh, we have prepared a few questions for you, which nice. uh, we are really interested <clears throat> in. And I hope you, our audience as well. Yeah, we can't wait to uh, hear some um, of your composition techniques or mm -hmm. some of your photography techniques. Yeah, I'm sure like a lot of people are inspired uh, from your work and uh, it's a great honor to have you here and share the insights behind mm -hmm. with the audience uh, and inspire even more people. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so for the people who don't know about you, tell, tell, tell us about yourself. Um, yeah, I'm Conrad, currently 37 years old. Mm -hmm. I live in Berlin since uh, 2011 now. Uh -huh. um, I am currently freelance photographer, but I did several jobs in the, in the history. Mm -hmm. So I was, um, uh, the latest one was uh, in a digital marketing agency for many right. years. Um, before that, I was more into uh, social research. Mm -hmm. uh, I traveled a lot, so there's uh, several things I already did. And yeah, um, uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm always, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite often I'm, I'm on, on Instagram. Uh -huh. So uh, this like is a we. very <laughs> big, big part of my job to, uh, to post pictures and um, yeah to just uh, keep the account running at the moment. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this is uh, also a big task for me. <laughs> and uh, your style is specifically architecture or mm -hmm. how would you define your style of photography? Mm, style is, um, yeah, maybe the, 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 the topic is architecture and urban, uh, urban landscape or cityscape. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes uh, I shoot a bit more minimalistic, sometimes even maximalistic. So I don't have any like proper restrictions, uh, restrictions yeah. so but uh, i like i like minimal compositions for okay. for example um style wise i would say it's um colorful mm -hmm. a lot of contrasts um i try to incorporate light and uh, shadow situations in my pictures because they are kind of like um update uh, a location always yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes i shoot also with uh, people yeah but um, only for the not only but mainly for the purpose of uh, compose uh, a picture not not to show too much of the person actually mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. not like it's, a, it's super fascinating about your work and also seeing your style coming from a different background mm -hmm. you studied um, uh, sociology and yeah. politics right yeah, yeah so how did your life transformed from that to being a photographer? <laughs> um, actually, through Instagram. Yeah. If I would okay. uh, like have a retrospective on my last six, seven years, mm -hmm. uh, it was like this. So I was in an ed online editor job uh, when it was 2013, 14. Okay. Um, and that was also the time when I uh, discovered Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I was quite um, a late adopter when it comes to smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All my friends said already like uh, already their smartphones. I was like one of the latest really. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And um, when I had my first smartphone, I downloaded Instagram because I knew that some of the friends that I have um, and they travel, they wouldn't post on Facebook anymore. They would yeah. just post on Instagram because it was kind of like a trendy tool at this moment to, to um, edit pictures yeah. um, mainly. And yes, as soon as I come on, came on Instagram, maybe 
two months uh, of passive views, yeah. uh, I discovered that there's um, a big community here in Berlin sure. uh, that um, documents their daily life, basically, exactly. sometimes also mm -hmm. their hobbies, mm -hmm. but it was more about uh, daily stuff, actually. Yeah. It wasn't about the professional approach or um, art, art approach. It was really about the your daily um, discover discovering sharing your daily life with your yeah. audience yeah. yeah but not in the way that uh, stories nowadays mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. come with uh, it was it was more uh, an artistic approach i would say exactly. um, because there was not that many people on instagram so it was not common to be and to post on instagram mm -hmm. uh, not as much as it is now yeah um, so there was more like a creative elite i would say that really kept going like all this community stuff and um, this uh, creative people i, I met uh, here in berlin um, i got really inspired by a few of them mm -hmm. and also by the whole community which was very supportive and um, also kind of like uh, family yeah. style so everyone knows each other um, even if they're doing um, different style of pictures or the yeah. different style of uh, outlets mm -hmm. they uh, were still friends and this was something that was kept me really uh, motivated in the okay. first uh, months so i was um, <clears throat> yeah i was just uh, posting every day a few times a day back okay. then okay there was no algorithm so you could post like five <laughs> posts per day it wasn't it wasn't no problem to exactly. reach out to reach out to <laughs> yeah you could reach out to all of your followers every post and would you yeah. say uh, you grew interest in architecture because of the, the community that was available during that time or mm -hmm. Because we see a lot of photographers in Berlin or in Germany in mm -hmm. general in Instagram who love architectural site. Mm -hmm. So is it because of the social photography that uh, the platform is driving people into or um, mm. is it the general interest of the people that they show together on the platform? Yeah. Um, for me personally, I can just say for me, um, architecture was always something that I was interested in, yeah. not very deeply, but mm -hmm. um, uh, like all this design and uh, architecture projects that um, kept my attention like uh, before I even photographed. Mm -hmm. And also I'm a big fan of big cities to explore big cities. So even when I came to Berlin and I didn't have a smartphone, I was already out to um, to go to into uh, abandoned places a lot. Mm -hmm. This was mm -hmm. something really interesting 10 yeah. years ago. <laughs> Um, when now there's a lot of restrictions. Yeah, there's more restrictions or places that got, um, you know, like uh, renovated yeah, again yeah. and uh, there's not, a, not there are no abandoned anymore. Um, but this was something I, I've, I have done uh, mm -hmm. just because of uh, my interest, my personal interest. And then I started to take photos from these uh, adventures mm -hmm. and uh, posted them on Instagram. So in the beginning, I was more into, you know, like really urban exploring, yeah, yeah, going the yeah. rooftops, going the, the abandoned places. <laughs> And um, it it kind of came to to what I'm doing now to more like uh, I don't know more compositional photos and um, not about not only about the adventures behind sure. it. Yeah. Um, but yes, architecture was uh, a good way to start photography. I think mm -hmm. um, uh, I would say it's the easiest way to start to get comfortable with uh, a camera in yeah. general yeah. because you have a non-moving object subject yeah <laughs> in this case uh, that you're gonna photograph you can come back uh, several times with sure. different light situations you don't have to speak or interact with uh, your subject like in uh, portrait photography exactly um so for me it was easy to uh, an easy way to to um, really learn uh, the skill and learn practice. the skill but uh, i have to say that in the first three years of uh, taking photos i only used the smartphone okay so i was limited but mm -hmm. um, i had the feeling that um, my limits weren't reached yeah, so to yeah. say and when i came to the point uh, 
that I thought my limits are, um, I'm reaching my limits with uh -huh. smartphone. Um, then I bought my first camera. So okay. this is also my philosophy not to put them uh, too much attention in gear, but we can talk about later. Definitely, uh, definitely, because uh, <coughs> uh, when you have a limitation with the smartphone or yeah. uh, whatever gear you have in general, you unlock your creativity side and uh, try to get most out of what you have right exactly, now. Yeah. It's also the one of the things that we tell uh, the budding photographers mm -hmm. these days that you don't need an expensive gear in order to take a better picture. Yeah. It's all about how you see the scene and how you compose it. Yeah, especially when you start shooting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. It's, uh, then it's not as, I think in my eyes for normal photography, which is not in a studio or whatever, yeah. like, like yeah. outside and intuitive. It's uh, okay to to start with a smartphone to just exactly to just but try. So yeah. the smartphone brought you to photography or yeah. Instagram, and the smartphone brought you yeah, to yeah. The because it was my only device. I mean, I had some small pocket cameras on like Canon Ixos uh -huh. uh, back then. Even with a touchscreen, was like one of the very first touchscreen pocket cameras I uh, got, maybe two thousand nine or eight or something. Mm -hmm. I, but I used it for holiday pictures mainly. Yeah, sure, like, you know, sure. I went to Australia for quite a while and then. I kind of tried already to mm -hmm. incorporate nice scenes uh, and so it wasn't uh, when I when I was on holiday trips I wasn't uh, shooting randomly yeah. but um, it was the very first beginnings of uh, watching out for good sunlight and mm -hmm. stuff like this so um, yeah with the, with this very old camera I had but then with a the smartphone it was e even easier because you have it all the in time your pocket and, yeah so this was this was my my only device for three years so I didn't have any camera to to have an alternative so because even coming from a different background uh for me it was i was also in a similar uh bracket of thinking uh the best gear would give me the best pictures mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i didn't have the access to it when i was in the university so mm -hmm. i just had a basic uh dslr but that was already com uh, complex enough mm -hmm. uh, and i had an iphone 4s or something mm -hmm. and which with which i was able to take better picture and understand the the compositions better than fidgeting uh, with the complex DSLR yeah. from the beginning, understanding different uh, modes and stuff. It was so complex. So I think uh, it's a great advice that uh, people can learn with their smartphone, mm -hmm. which yes, they yes. carry every single day. And these days, smartphones are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it also provides a lot of freedom, mm -hmm. uh, almost similar to uh, a simple DSLR or something. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially what I like is the the simplicity of it. For exactly. sure, uh, that you don't need to carry a lot of stuff, and you have it in your True. pocket, and True. you can pull it out in two seconds. Mm. So this is this is what I really like, and yeah. still and still like about uh, mm -hmm. smartphone mm -hmm. photography. So it's not that it's something from the past for me. So yeah. I still like to shoot on still evolving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, also the editing and everything gets way easier because mm. you don't have to transfer pictures mm. from your camera to your computer. You just take the picture, yeah. can edit and post it in a few seconds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what I did in the first years. <laughs> it's like mobile only. Yeah. 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 But one fascinating thing uh, about your style for me is combining architecture with the dancer mm -hmm. uh, like uh, because you mentioned about the portraits but it's mostly you, uh, you yeah. focus on the dancers yeah, yeah, yeah. because uh, the, the thing that fascinates me is architecture is something solid mm -hmm. doesn't move but <laughs> person is a dancer is very fluid 
Yeah. So how do you compose such a complex uh, combination together? Um, th that's different from each composition, but yeah. um, the, exactly the thing that you uh, mentioned is the, the like the, the thing that I like about it because you have this very static backgrounds. Exactly. Um, mostly static, and then the yeah you know that the person that gives a bit of uh, life into the picture, but also um, shows the scale mm -hmm. and can interact with the environment still. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, you have uh, shadows in a certain way you can mm -hmm. try to um, advise your model or dancer to uh, play with the shadows yeah. somehow um, or you have some I don't know some colors that you can match with the outfit yeah. so um, you can really play a lot uh, pl a lot of different um, aspects on these uh, compositions right. so but how I how I compose yeah. I would say what I, for me um, I think the, the 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 biggest difference to other dance photographers is mm -hmm. I wouldn't go into the studio. Yeah. Um, I have only uh, natural light. Mm -hmm. uh, I try to go only with natural light. Maybe sometimes a bit uh, of a diffuser or mm -hmm. reflector, mm -hmm. but um, no f big flashes or something okay. like this. And the third one is more about the uh, composition. I would say the background, the architecture, still is my main focus. Yeah. Um, in mo in most of the compositions, and the dancer just adds um, becomes an element in the yes. picture. Becomes an element in the picture which updates the picture because um, sometimes you have an architectural picture that is quite easy to take. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just go there, you s you look for the perspective, which is m mainly the same when everyone goes there. But uh, if you incorporate something from your idea, mm -hmm. um, even if it's a, it's a dancer, it can be something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but then you also update the picture, make it more unique. Yeah. So this is um, something that I tried to incorporate in this architectural photo. Sure. Um, and that's also the point why I don't go too close to the model. Yeah. Um, not because I don't want to, it's just like I try to do a different style. Sure, yeah. because the reason uh, that another point uh, in your composition is that you're not very close to the model. No. Or uh, they are a bit too far away. Yeah. And I was always confused, like, okay, how do you get the composition or mm -hmm. how do you get the perfect timing on them? Mm -hmm. Until I spoke to one of uh, the dancers that you, got, you <laughs> yeah. took shot of. And she mentioned that you never control the person, never control the dancer. You allow them, show them the environment and you let them be uh, yeah. themselves. Yeah. And uh, you have an eye for, uh, the, you, you take the perfect uh, shot on the perfect timing. Mm -hmm. And until you see something very interesting where they have to freeze, then you tell yeah. them. Yeah, it's, some, it's something like this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so super fascinating. It depends because... also on the dancer, actually. Um, yeah. There are some dancers, they have like a visual eye as well. Uh -huh. Or maybe some of them, they even work as um, a choreographer or director or something like this. And then you can really see, they can understand what you want to implement in your pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's really easy. You know, you just um, need um, the location in, in your head mm -hmm. in your, and then you get it in your mind. Mm -hmm. And then you go there and um, you don't have to speak about certain perspectives because the dancer already knows how the picture will look like from yeah. your perspective and they can interact way better. Um, sure. Some dancers are not as experienced in this. You yeah. have to yeah. ad, um, give them advices more and uh, really yeah. put yeah. them into freeze sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, I really enjoy when there's um, like a visual background on the dancer side as well. So sure. they can, sure. or, or maybe they are more experienced with the photo shoots. Uh -huh. You can really, uh -huh. it's more easy to, to shoot. Yeah, so you can focus more on composition, light and yeah. everything else. And you don't have to worry about posing. Or yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. 
exactly the, the posing exactly um is something that uh, for me when i look through the camera i look on the composition and the light and the camera settings mm -hmm. and the posing is something that's really important yeah. um for the dancers um, exactly even yeah. more than for me exactly. um so sometimes i have a second person next to me who, who can judge the dancing a bit when mm -hmm. i go out with two dancers maybe they can um, judge uh, themselves a bit yeah, yeah, and sure. say uh, okay go, go a bit higher with the feet or whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but for me it's very hard to look through the camera and look like all these things yeah, yeah, in yeah. one in yeah. one time yeah. yeah so this is this is uh, good when the dancer is already concerned about their how sure. how uh, the the, the frame would look like look like pose, in the yeah. frame yeah mm -hmm. and is it mostly the uh, contemporary dancers that you focus on or uh, both actually yeah. yeah but i like contemporary ballet the most like um i would say it's you can combine it with uh you know like the outfits and the style of the dance you can combine yeah, it with sure. more locations it makes it even the it's, frame it's, much interesting yeah it's a bit more i don't know like neutral in a way mm -hmm. um i can't really explain like uh, classical mean, ballet yeah. is also photographed very often i think yeah. like you know like this uh, ballet dancers with their uh, pointy shoes on, yeah. and uh, and you see it very often also exactly um so i like to experiment also with like more flattery clothings mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. like this so they don't have to be in tight clothings all the time yeah. um this is something i really like when there's like more to play with yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah Great. okay um, when it comes to composition are there a few techniques you prefer or you do re really often or what's your favorite composition technique or do you just see um mm. on the spot what can work good or do you have the picture in mm. mind before you take <clears throat> it or how are you doing this i think i I'm, i implement most of the basic composition techniques in some of my pictures like not all the time like symmetry and um, foreground background sometimes not too much i, mm -hmm. I photograph quite uh, two-dimensional yeah. to be honest because mm -hmm. i photograph a lot of facades and even if i photograph a space i would um rely more on the leading lines than on the um, sure. on the depth of field mm -hmm. um, but um, apart from this like the, the rule of thirds or um, golden ratio framing or, yeah. I, I surely look on this mm -hmm. for sure the basic stuff I, I, I know and um, I try to implement um, um, patterns is a big thing mm -hmm. for me so mm -hmm. I, I look for certain patterns and structures and surfaces like fa facades for example yeah. mm -hmm. uh, which I can incorporate in a composition mm -hmm. um, but from 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 my side actually there's uh, all the composition rules I would I would try okay. at some point yeah <laughs> <laughs> great and what is the time of your uh, ideal shoot um, actually from from my side i really like to shoot um, blue sky and uh, very clear light yeah, mm -hmm. so i could shoot um, in the mornings and uh, before lunch okay and uh, during even during the day mm -hmm. um, de really depends on the location when i need ha uh, sharp uh, shadows yeah. sometimes uh, midday works perfectly okay. if you go to a train station and there's like a lot of light coming through the roof or through the windows mm -hmm. exactly uh, can have uh, a really nice situation. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, uh, there's a lot of photographers who only go out at sunset or sun uh, sunrise or yeah. golden hour, blue hour. But um, for me, I like the sun. Like, yeah. like uh, I try to to go when it's really sunny, when it's um, clear. 
Exactly. Um, this is something where I always can work with. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was like this before as well. I only mm-hmm. shot during golden hour, but mm-hmm. lately in Barcelona, I shot a lot during midday and I yeah. found out that uh, without uh, the hard shades or something, mm-hmm. especially for architecture, it works amazingly well. Yeah. And you get this blue skies, you get high contrast and everything. Mm-hmm. So you do this uh, quite often for architecture? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, blue skies, uh, I incorporate often. I, I know a lot of people hate blue sky. They yeah. wouldn't go mm-hmm. photographing, but for me, it's always a <coughs> nice background that mm-hmm. kind of like um, uh, comes ag- again and again in your yeah. photos. So uh, it's kind of like a color thing that al- that already that also comes with it. Um, but I would I would never say that there's any light situation that I don't like to shoot. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that I don't I'm not too experienced in night shots. Yeah, um, I do some I do some night shots uh, and also in Hong Kong I did mm-hmm. some really mm-hmm. nice night oh, shots yeah, for it's my a great city for yeah. a lot of colors. <laughs> yeah, but but even if it comes to editing, I'm a bit unexperienced with mm-hmm. night shots mm-hmm. and um, it's completely different, right? Yeah, but I like I like the colorful day shots more, yeah. so <laughs> that's why I'm fine. <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah, it's also something which uh, we see quite uh, often recently: mm-hmm. editorial uh, architectural pictures that people mostly take their pictures during midday yeah uh, uh i think it's also to favor the hdr uh touch to the picture yeah uh and uh, yeah, it doesn't make really so much sense when you're shooting in the morning and still have yeah. an hdr compared to uh, shooting in the midday because every detail is super sharp yeah and you capture as much details as possible mm-hmm. in your composition so yeah this is uh, the reason why i asked what was your favorite time of shooting yeah Sunny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When it comes to color grading or editing, do you have any favorite colors you use on all your edits? And how much time do you spend normally on editing for for your pictures before you post it on Instagram? Um, I actually spend quite a lot of time in editing, but um, uh, not only in Lightroom. So I put it in Lightroom. My pictures, I take even when I take it with the phone nowadays, I put them into Lightroom on, Mm -hmm. uh, on the computer. Um, and then I do uh, like a color grading thing mm-hmm. and um, you know, like a basic editing, mm-hmm. but I always do edit them again when I have it on my smartphone again. Yeah. So I will always sure. adjust, uh, <laughs> adjust um, brightness. Of yeah, so, yeah, several stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because the smartphone display just looks different than than my computer display, even if I calibrate it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, even smartphone displays vary. You yeah, know, when you have uh, different brands or even different models from certain brands. Yeah, they all look a little bit. Yeah, different. they have yeah. different um, tones. Like let's say some are warmer, some are a bit colder, sure. some are a bit more grayish. Mm-hmm. Like a, like a slight gray. Yeah, some are more sharp, some are more yeah, soft. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So you never know how the picture looks on definitely. everyone's phone. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, but I try to make the picture as I want it on my phone. So mm-hmm. I, I will I will put a lot of effort in the pictures that I post. Mm-hmm. They're mostly um, heavily edited. Uh-huh. Not not in terms of uh, putting <laughs> objects uh, from left to right. That's yeah, that's yeah. something that, that I don't do, but. Um, playing a lot with colors and uh, mm-hmm. contrasts and light. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah, because your um, photos look still really natural. Yeah. But somehow mm-hmm. unique in one way, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I, that's that's what I try to to uh, get. You do it actually. really good. <laughs> <laughs> And then I work also because you ask. I also work with certain color schemes, of course. Mm-hmm. That kind of like uh, comes with every pictures in a certain way. Mm-hmm. 
So um, when you look at my account, you will see a lot of uh, light blue tones. You will see uh, a lot of yellow, orangey tones. Mm -hmm. um, you won't see a lot of violet, yeah. uh, a lot of green. Exactly. So this is stuff that I try to avoid, avoid but mm -hmm. only uh, not only in uh, editing, but also be before when I'm shooting, mm -hmm. um, I try to have less green and stuff on my on my uh, mm -hmm. pictures. Yeah. Great, because um, yeah, like a few uh, days ago, Marcel saw my editing setup. I mm -hmm. edited my 49-inch uh, yeah. TV. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's something He's I got used to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for me, like in architectural pictures, I was always uh, having a vision in my mind, like, okay, uh, with a bigger screen, yeah. I get to see all the imperfections or the mess-ups that I did in the yeah. pictures so that I can either fix it or I can go to the spot again and get a better, better picture. Yeah, yeah. But it, it took me a while to get used to the bigger screen. But now, uh, since I got used to it, I cannot undo it. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe, I believe. I mean, it's, uh, um, but for me, I would say uh, if, if I publish most of my pictures on Instagram directly, uh -huh. so I don't know if I need like this super um, in detail editing, actually. Yeah. Uh, because the most of the pictures that I release, they will only be seen on Instagram. They sure. will be cropped and uh, uh, comprom um, yeah, compressed anyway. Com compressed, yeah, yeah, yeah. compressed, exactly. Yes. exactly yeah. Yeah. So uh, even the small details, they will get lost in the, yeah. in the upload uh, process. So that's why I'm not putting that much into. I, I really love what you're doing, <laughs> but uh, I'm not doing it on my big uh, te uh, television screen. Uh -huh. um, but yes, when it comes to um, editing for prints, yeah. I'm I'm a bit more uh, go more into details. Sure, well, sure, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, but that's not very often. Like, yeah. um, I think it's unusual. Like I'm kind of yeah. in the unusual side uh, yeah. to edit pictures on the 49 inch screen. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was just my vision to get uh, the most out of it and uh, make sure I have all the details fixed before it's yeah. getting published anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And one time editing, I can just make sure that it can be published on on uh, social media yeah. or prints or anywhere. So it's just yeah. one time. I'm spending uh, to fix my pictures and yeah, then it's yeah. ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, it's a good approach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, do you uh, <laughs> sell your prints somewhere or do you uh, print mm -hmm. often? Uh, I sell my prints, but uh, only on demand. So mm -hmm. um, people that approach me, they see a nice picture on Instagram. They have a connection with they say hey uh, i come from the city and this is my hometown whatever uh, can i buy your picture in a printed version and i mm -hmm. will send them a price list and the production list mm -hmm. uh, i work together with a printer um, since a few years already mm -hmm. and he's quite experienced he uh, has all my files okay <laughs> so i just say print this file and uh, um, they will get it within a few days. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Um, but I don't promote this too yeah, much, actually. Yeah. Um, more for the fans. Or yeah, the actually, um, the small yeah people that got connected with some mm -hmm. a certain picture, mm -hmm. yeah, mostly because of um, yeah of their backgrounds. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, uh, there's an upcoming exhibition I will have. Um, Amazing. Yeah, the last one is already quite a long time ago, mm -hmm. um, but um, now I'm printing a bit more for this exhibition. And tell us more about yeah, it. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> the exhibition uh, is called Vertical Realities. Mm -hmm. uh, it will um, take place at Moritzplatz in the Aufbauhaus. Mm -hmm. okay. um, it's the, the place where Modulor is, the uh -huh. cre creative shopping yeah, mall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The most um, favorite shop of mine. <laughs> <laughs> the creative mall or whatever you call it mm. um, and next to it there's a coffee place and yeah. they run mm -hmm. exhibitions regularly so they have always pictures hanging there 
Um, I was lucky to have um, an exhibition there in 2016, okay. um, only with smartphone photography back then. Okay. And um, this is my second try there. Um, it's a very nice cafe. There's a lot of people coming every day, uh -huh. like um, from the creative uh, community, community yeah, exactly. um, which makes it quite valuable to exhibit there. Yes. And totally. we go from the 24th of April to okay. the 26th of June, so um, a good two months. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then uh, I will release some promotional stuff on my account later. <laughs> so maybe when this uh, this uh, podcast got uh, launched, then yeah, yeah, I think uh, people who uh, are interested in Conrad's uh, work and also people who wanted to see or buy, uh, there is possibility to buy as well, right? Um, there will be, uh, oh, of course, <laughs> yeah, you can you can will can buy them. And there's also the the thing that uh, there's there will be pictures that are not released on Instagram, mm -hmm. because they have a uh, other format that I post. So That's this was something that, that worries me um, all the time when I post to Instagram that I have to limit my compositions to either square yeah, or yeah, yeah. five uh, times four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is something um, I want to overcome mm -hmm. with this exhibition to show there's more than just uh, the, the, the vertical media, yeah. social media stuff. There's also a horizontal composition which I sometimes even better. I'm excited to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will uh, print a few uh, vertical, uh, horizontal. Awesome, also, yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. um, how is it uh, when you uh, print pictures you took with the smartphone mm -hmm. compared to the DSLR? Is mm -hmm. it a lot of work to get a good quality out of a smartphone picture when you print it on a bigger size? Or yeah. uh, depends it on the light? Or is it easy for you? How are you doing it? Because I often heard that it's mm. uh, getting problematic when you print smartphone pictures. Yeah. But I think there is a way somehow. Yeah, if you computer uh, generate uh, the picture, like you can, you can really, I, I'm not a uh, expert in it, but um, mm. you can take every smartphone picture and uh, put it in a computer and like, how do you say, interpolieren. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> kind of make it bigger, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, make the pixels bigger, kind mm -hmm, of. Mm -hmm. uh, don't don't judge me, I'm not an expert, but actually yeah. I had this um, uh, campaign with uh, Huawei okay. and uh, I shot smartphone pictures, even only JPEG pictures mm -hmm, uh, of mm -hmm. the TV tower and some perspectives with the TV tower. So mm -hmm. some very close up with the zoom and some uh, just like uh, cityscape pictures where the TV tower was incorporated. And these got printed in, I don't know, 40 meters more oh, times, okay. 40 yeah. meters times 10 meters. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Um, and were printed on the bell tower of the uh, Kaiser Wilhelm uh, Memorial Church yeah. mm -hmm. in Kudam. Yeah, I saw Kudam. It. I saw it. Uh, so even these sizes you can you can, Still, uh, you can do yeah, with a smartphone. Impressive. <laughs> really impressive. I was impressed yeah, as well yeah, yeah. because uh, they said like, no, no, JPEG is all right. So you want okay. to do raw. Yeah. And I was okay. Let's let's have a try. But it looked it looked really good on the on the display. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, privately, I also printed. Uh, uh, printed some uh, smartphone pictures. Of course, you can see the difference, okay, uh, the okay. details uh, and everything. Um, the shadows uh, are not as blackish, it's more like a grayish yeah. something mm -hmm. and more, more pixelated. Yeah, yeah, um, but if you print in a normal size, like a medium size, it's still okay. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Privately, I wouldn't print a smartphone picture larger than 80 centimeters. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, one meter size or something like this unless someone is an expert who knows how to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly without the without the computer generated assistance yeah, yeah. sure yeah and uh, yeah the main thing i want to ask you is uh you mostly uh you have mentioned about social photography before mm -hmm. so how how is it different than a regular photography 
Um, and with social photography, I think there's a few definitions, but I would define it as the photography that um, instantly interacts with uh, an audience. Yeah. So not um, not towards a client, not mm -hmm. towards yourself, just um, like you have it on social media, like uh, people that um, do photography photography in a regular way, yeah. um, and then sometimes also in a professional way, but mm -hmm. to outlet uh, the outlets going directly to an audience. So this is one the definition that I like, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, to be a, a social photographer in these terms, I would say it's a lot about uh, uh, frequency of posting, yeah. um, about the um, interaction with your community also, and. Uh, um this also creates a certain type of photographer sure, sure. like um you have um uh so include the psychological side uh, as well uh yes you have to think a bit about the people that uh, watch your yes. outlets yeah. and your content and evaluate a, a bit um but you have also have to create uh, stories around your photos sure. uh, um and give a bit more value mm -hmm. uh, than only the the picture itself yes definitely um, yeah so value, um, giving value is a big part of the social photography. Yeah. Giving value to your audience is uh, something that you should think about when you sure. take yeah, it. For sure, it's called <coughs> social media, so you should be social somehow when, yeah. when you're using it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you got featured in Instagram, official Instagram mm -hmm. twice, right? And how yeah. did it uh, change uh, mm -hmm. your um, whole account or the, the community that you gathered through it? Yeah. Um, uh, that's right. <laughs> so um, I was, um, as I said, when I began with Instagram, yeah. 2014, I was uh, in the beginning of 2014, I was very active. Um, there was this uh, suggested user list still. I mean, a lot of people that uh, start Instagram very recently, they don't know about it. But mm -hmm. um, back in the days, the community building of Instagram was very active. So yeah. they tried out to reach to, uh, they tried to reach out to um uh, the Instagram community in all of the countries where mm -hmm. Instagram was already uh, released. And um, it was quite an uh, honor to be on this list definitely, back then. Yes. Um, so it got a, it was a curated list, so it was no random uh, algorithm or yeah, random yeah. selection. So it was really a curated list by the community managers of the Germanic region. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the first time I got on this list was um, in 2004 end of 2013 i think okay um when uh, my account was only three months old okay um but, uh, yeah that was really fast um, <laughs> but i was all was already engaged in the community and i met some people um which was always a big um always helpful to expose your account to to other community members and sure. also to the community management mm -hmm. um first i uh, i got this uh feature i was uh, I, th I was thinking that instagram is hacked or something like this because <laughs> i got so many followers from all over the world yeah. and before that i had maybe like a few hundred okay and uh, and then and then they then the the followers came in and came in and i was like ah this is this is instagram is kaput um but uh, I, then i looked at my emails and they uh, the, there was one email from the instagram team said okay. I'm, I, I was suggested okay okay yeah there was no direct message back then yeah, only the sure. email mm -hmm. and i was like oh okay that's interesting and i think i collected about eight nine thousand followers in the in this two weeks okay first okay. um but then also lost again. I also lost uh, one, sure. two thousand yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got back to a few thousand, but it was still quite crazy. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. I have to say my engagement wasn't that, it wasn't increasing in the same 
you know like uh, wasn't uh, proportional ten, to proportional the, yeah. like it wasn't tenfold uh, yeah, yeah. the same engagement than than the followers so sure. there was a lot of um uh let not i wouldn't say ghost accounts back then but uh, there was a lot of like kids they uh, used the app for the first time they followed some people that got recommended <laughs> and then they never the, used the app again yeah, or yeah, like sure. even unfollow the people again or whatever because in the doesn't that in instagram was still not a huge thing and yeah. maybe mostly for the photographers or yeah. the enthusiasts exactly and, uh, apart from the um, people who want to take a selfie or post <clears> uh, their personal site on on it exactly yeah but still it was kind of like an honor to be on yeah, this list definitely so, definitely and um, the second time was two years later okay. almost two years later when i had my first uh, major photography travel to asia mm -hmm. in 2015 um, and i also met a lot of people from asia at this time the community was very big also in, uh, in hong kong and uh, all sure. these places mm -hmm. um, there was so many people shooting and going on instagram and that was the second time I came on the suggested user mm -hmm. list. So, and I think the second time helped me even more okay. because Instagram was already was bigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there was more people signing in. So I had not uh, 10,000 uh, new followers in two weeks. It was like 40,000. Wow, okay. And then it was kind of like a number. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, by back then I, I kind of went from 50,000 to 90,000 in two weeks. And then, okay, then I said, okay, this is already a big number. Yes. Um, and it's also a lot of responsibility when you understand the community is getting bigger. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it kept me really motivated to, sure. to shoot and post. Mm -hmm. uh, at this time, I was a crazy Instagram maniac. Um, <laughs> I was really uh, uh, posting a lot, like um, two, two posts a day for, I don't know, three months okay. like, oh, every day. Wow, okay. So I was really busy with posting. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why also my community grow, grew organically also a lot yeah. at this time, yeah. So, but it definitely helped, yeah. So this uh, drove me now, uh, you do this as a full-time, right? Yes, yes. So yes. this really helped you to move as a, take a decision as a full-timer? Yeah, or? It was, maybe it was one of the first steps. Yeah. Um, I was... I had a lot of followers, but mm -hmm. I was still unprofessional yeah, in yeah. 2015. I mean, I had only my smartphone. I didn't have any plan for experience. Monetizing, yeah, yeah there was no monetizing in 2015. Maybe the very beginning of first campaigns in sure, the in, sure. the in the in the social in the media scene, network yeah. uh, in on Instagram. I think YouTube was a bit earlier, but uh, sure. Instagram. I think the first campaign that I got really into involved with was um, in November of 2014 or something like this. Okay. Um, but there was not a big money in mm -hmm. like there was like a compensation, let's say. Sure. Um, but the, <laughs> it got it got bigger and then 2015, 16, 17, yes. it got really big. Yeah. Um, but at this time, there was no idea about monetizing really. Yeah. Um, uh, I was still 2015. Yeah, I was still in the online editing job. Mm -hmm. um, uh, as a writer and uh, but I realized okay there's a lot of work that I put into the photography and there's also work that I have to do for money and um, I already went freelance at this time for one year okay but I didn't do photography jobs I did like uh, social media management mm -hmm. because oh, I knew yeah, how yeah. Instagram worked and uh, a lot of people back then didn't know sure, it. sure. anything about it like <laughs> not today at least uh, some in your have company clue, have, yeah. have a bit of a clue but back then exactly really only young people from a certain <laughs> field knew about Instagram basically. Sure, yeah. sure. And you had a lot of work to do base, uh, back then to do like uh, basic 
social media marketing yeah, on Instagram yeah. and uh, give workshops and uh, can imagine yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was one year uh, at the freelancing in social media marketing and uh, community management all this um, and uh, from from this year um, I got in contact with um, uh, influencer marketing agency yeah. and actually these um, this agency I worked for three years back yeah. um, afterwards and got in contact with bigger clients and mm -hmm. uh, more professional clients And this helped me a lot to get where I'm now. Yeah. So um, get the professional uh, view on the market, mm -hmm. um, see what uh, photography is worth, yeah. um, what's the value of, uh, of being a professional, professional and yeah. uh, contributing content to uh, clients. Yeah. And uh, before that, I didn't know what's my value. Like how how much can I charge for for my pictures or yeah, whatever? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the time in the in the agency really helped me to uh, to yeah, get great, a, great, yeah great. get um, a feeling for it, and um, also get some contacts in the industry. Definitely. So, so what are the biggest um, uh, clients you have worked for? If you can share, and what are the projects you are working on right now? Um, biggest clients in terms of the company size? Yeah, uh, yeah. Your big, uh, your yeah. favorite companies that you worked for before? Uh, oh, there's quite a lot of interesting <laughs> stuff that I did actually. Um, I I worked with Google sometimes, right? Which was always uh, good. A yeah. good uh, um, job. Mm. I worked for certain hotel brands, which was always nice because it's uh, includes traveling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we also experienced yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, this is this is quite nice. Um, one campaign that I really really liked uh, because it was a very very creative campaign was um, Visit Austria. Yeah. I, I did yeah. two times in. 2017 and 18. Great. Okay. Um, the first time was uh, around, um, I think it was uh, art and uh, like modern art and uh, contemporary art. Mm -hmm. So we went to places in Austria that um, covers art stuff. Great. And the second yeah. time already was uh, about contemporary architecture. So even more to my uh, yeah, to your style. To and my style. Preference. And the, the, we had um, five creators mm -hmm. and three dancers with us. Right. So we went to whole Austria to visit all these nice places and try to make uh, even nicer photos yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, sure. And this was a very cool trip because it was more like a road trip. Yeah. We all went in a group and uh, there was uh, there was something some someone from the client, but uh, they were very passive and they okay. didn't say, right. don't do this, don't do that. And, um, so you could focus on being yeah. creative and doing what you yeah, love. Yeah. Yeah. This was a campaign that I really liked mm -hmm. and I always tell as a, as a good case. Um, but I work together with lots of brands already. Um, not all, not all the time, like on long term or um, um, maybe for a campaign. Sometimes only a campaign, yeah. But there's um, a lot of a lot of brands already. Um, the the most uh, important now is uh, Huawei, yeah. where I have a, a yearly contract with them, great, um, great. so I can work on a on a regular monthly basis. Um, uh, and this is. A very good, very good for a freelancer. Sure. <laughs> and it's also great to test yeah. in new phones. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also as a freelancer, most of the time you don't know when the next job is coming in. So sometimes yeah. you have a few jobs in one month, there are mm -hmm. one or two months without. And when you have a year contract, I can imagine this mm -hmm. feels really good. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it gives you a bit, uh, a bit of uh, safety for um, to pay you to pay your bills, yes, but also yes. to um, be a bit more selective on other jobs. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you have um, a, a good uh, income already, or like, let's say, income, but uh, you have a good job already, yeah, mm -hmm. sure. um, you can say, mm, maybe I don't pick this shitty job. You can do <laughs> just what you like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> so since you mentioned about like uh, your struggle regarding how to price people, mm -hmm. um, uh, what's your advice for people who are starting right now mm -hmm. and uh, in a similar situation? Mm -hmm. 
how how can you say uh, what can you say to help them uh, to have a better understanding of to coming up with the price or something for the customers mm -hmm. in the, only in photography or no, only in photography in, uh, or campaigning for example yeah okay so this one is maybe a basic advice would be um, um, if you got a request by a client an inquiry um, they let's say an example they want you to shoot a series of pictures yeah. they want to have at the end 30 pictures and they want you to post three times on your account mm -hmm. which is kind of like a standard inquiry yeah. um, the first thing I'm talk, uh, thinking about is the client is it uh, suitable so yeah. can I even promote it on my account or is it something sure. that I would never promote and mm -hmm. would never use um, so this is uh, something that I really like that comes first yeah, yeah. and then um, if everything is fine and I can imagine working for them and the deal is okay mm -hmm. um, let's say the deliverables okay the deal comes later <laughs> the deliverables are fine yeah. I would I would think how many days um, would I need to, to you know like them. create the content um, which also includes all the organizational stuff mm -hmm. um, some people only say hmm uh, okay I have to photograph this and that site yeah. so um, this is this takes me only two hours go out shoot edit two hours and then I'm fine but that's mm. mostly the work is done before yeah you know all the communication the briefings and rebriefings whatever you should always keep in mind that this is work sure. too mm -hmm. so sure. I would think about really in detail how much work in time, times of days yeah. or, or hours I would need to uh, to contribute and yeah. then I have my daily rate yeah. which you need to think about when you're a freelancer mm -hmm. um, how much money do you have do you have to um, raise every month to pay your bills and mm -hmm. to save a bit yeah. um, so come with the with the um, uh, time that you need to create the content first yeah. and uh, put a rate on it so a daily rate or hourly rate And then when it comes to post pictures on your account, when you have like a promotional corporation, like mm -hmm. paid content on your Instagram account, um, you have to check, okay, what's the size of the client, so to say. Yeah, sure. um, bigger clients, they normally tend to pay more. Or tend to pay more. Yeah, yeah. Some smaller startups, they tend to pay nothing or even yeah. like a very little budget. Um, you have to kind of like think. Analyze it, everything. Yeah, analyze it uh, if, if it's uh, okay to still support the, the the smaller companies because yeah. they are nice but then they have don't have any budget but normally I have a certain also a fixed price for um, uh, a post on my account mm -hmm. which I kind of um, evaluate from the reach that a post will get mm -hmm. um, but also what what do I show on the picture so sure. a picture where I show a product will be more pricey than a picture where I can do whatever I want yeah, and just sure. uh, put a message under the picture um, a picture where I should appear in the picture is even more because I <laughs> sure. show my face uh, towards sure. a certain message or product mm -hmm. so there's kind of like a set of um, possible combinations that comes with a post um, But you should um, you should just try. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, there's always bargaining. Mm, um, clients, if they want you to work with them, they will always bargain anyway. E either if you tell them any price, if you tell them a price where they don't bargain, it's definitely mm -hmm. too low. Too low. Yes. And then you don't. <laughs> and then you know that you can hire a bit on the next <laughs> client. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, try to evaluate your outlet as it is like a magazine, for example. Like, you know, um, they charge whatever. Uh, 500 euro for half a page yeah. and the magazine gets seen by 20,000 people or 30,000 mm -hmm. people and mm -hmm. they have a fixed price the same applies to you if you have an Instagram account Definitely. you have I don't know you reach for 2,000 30,000 300,000 and you just um, count it as a 
the, the reason why I asked is because in the social media industry right now, it was a thing that only the big players get to work with the brands, mm -hmm. but it's not like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Even the micro influencer or there is even nano influencers yeah. uh, who are sharing their everyday life or their passion in the in the mm -hmm. in the market. Mm -hmm. And suddenly when they get approached by a brand, they get overwhelmed and mm -hmm. uh, they get confused. Yeah. And even for us in the beginning, it was the mm -hmm. same when a brand approached, we figured out like, okay, I'm of some value of the, mm -hmm. my content is of some value mm -hmm. that interests this company, for example. Yeah. And I was struggling as well, like to come up with the price yeah. uh, for the very first time. So this mm -hmm. was, this would definitely help a lot of people to understand how, what they are worth yeah. and how much they can charge. Yeah. This is, uh, was the same for me. So yeah. I was struggling as well. Um, but as I said, as I worked in this agency and I, I, you know, I had, was on the other side, I had to bargain uh, contracts sure, with sure. influencers a lot and I knew how much they pay, how, how much they charge yeah. for their work. And I knew, okay, um, after a while I knew it's, it's too high or it's too low. It's, um, just a, just a good price. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how do you stay creative, especially when you have a job yeah. with a deadline, for example, you have mm. now one week to create content in a city where you can't <laughs> uh, go anytime. Mm. How do you stay creative during this time and make sure you get the content you want or the content the client needs? Mm. I mean, depends on the briefing, but uh, mm. sometimes briefings are so tight that uh, you, that your creativity is no room for uh, there's not a lot of room for creativity. Yeah, yeah. They just want your style, you know, um, some some really have a certain briefing that is very tight already, mm. uh, but they want you first, they want your style. Yeah, but definitely. and second, they want your reach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you see this, um, a good just, combination. Yeah, you, you, you just look at the briefing and try to um, yeah, make it as as good as you can. Mm -hmm. When it's more like a free um, thing, uh, I think that's the, even the better ones mm -hmm. because then there's also a free flow of ideas possible. Sure. sure. Um, I do research a lot. So if I if I go out in the city, um, if it's not Berlin because I know Berlin quite well, but uh, if it's in another city, I would do some research and mm -hmm. uh, look for some places that could uh, fit my visuality. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you find new places in Berlin? Like some of the pictures yeah. which you share, we always break our heads to try to find out, okay, where is this place? Or how do we never get to see this place? Yeah. So how do you come up with the new places which uh, it's not being shared so many uh, times? Yeah. Because mostly I do travel pictures. Mm. So I know that, uh, for example, in Berlin, the Berliner Dom is famous mm. or the Brandenburger Tor is famous. Yeah. So it's easier to find, but the places you share mostly are very hard. Uh, they are a bit harder, yeah. um, but nowadays through Instagram and the internet, um, you will find 90% of these places with a bit of research. Mm -hmm. um, I would say it was different five years ago, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and also in this time, I was out very, very often. So okay. really, um, I had a lot of time to just explore the city and I was super new. So okay. I was only in Berlin for two years or something. Mm -hmm. So I... I, I everything was new to me okay. and I really, really went to any station, any part of the city um, in the beginning. So I, like the first two or three years I was out shooting almost every day and Great. just That's went to different parts of the city and I saw a lot of stuff that I found just by accident. So okay. Going into car parks, checking the view. Mm -hmm. Whatever, train stations, <laughs> tunnels. It's uh, a lot of dedication. Yeah, I just walked everywhere, you know, like just try to so does some yeah. of the spots found you 
Yeah, some, <laughs> yeah, some of the spots. Yeah, I could even when I scroll back, I could even say uh, a story to every picture, like yeah. where I found yeah. the spot or how I how I found the spot. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I was just very busy with shooting, <clears throat> exploring and shooting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, great. So yeah, like apart from that, uh, coming back a little bit to the social media mm -hmm. side, um, um, what? Like you have a lot of followers right now, mm -hmm. and what are you planning in the future with uh, your community in the platform? Mm. <laughs> is it something going to be different? Can, yeah. Uh, uh, what I try now is to to just uh, give some more value yeah. when I post. So um, I cut back a bit on my stories. I when I'm in Berlin, I'm I don't do that much stories because mm -hmm. um, I don't know if. <laughs> if the effort is <laughs> is okay because uh, not every day i'm doing some epic stuff here mm -hmm. um but uh, for my posts i really um, try to put up more value as possible sure. like two three years ago i wouldn't i would only use small captions mm -hmm. um more like word plays or something like this but i realized the more you write about the location or how you find the location, for example, exactly. or some other fun facts, um, the more people will spend time on your post okay. and will share it and will save it and everything like this. So this is uh, quite something that I want to raise yeah. to give more value. Um, let's see how. Uh, maybe through the photos, <laughs> maybe I come up with an, another idea. I mean, you have al already great ideas to uh, to give values to your audience. Um, but in, uh, in the long term, I would say yeah. I would try to um, be a bit more independent from social media. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, which because these things uh, can come and go. They can come and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You as a person uh, with all the skills gathered yeah. over the years. Uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, and you're just too dependent on uh, on one platform. Exactly. So what I would try is to mm -hmm. to just get more clients um, for content creation only yeah. or mainly. Um, which helps me to, uh, yeah, just get a, get an, um, uh, get some jobs without uh, the pressure of, of posting, without the pressure of having a certain amount of followers. So yeah. only photography yeah. and yeah. social <laughs> I mean, if it's possible, I would still do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would try to limit it a bit and uh, concentrate on the content creation more and more. But right. um, I, to be honest, I don't have any like fixed plan for now so i i'm fine what i'm doing now i'm, mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying what i'm doing now um but i wouldn't uh, I, I can't i can't promise if i'm doing photography in five years still like exactly, on, a, yeah. on a professional basis sure, because sure. it's so you know like it has always been in my history that um every few years i got deep into something <laughs> into something new um photography is already with me quite a long time mm -hmm. compared to other uh, stuff that i was into but um uh and it's a good reason for because um i really like uh, really love it mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but um yeah no promises made for the next uh, five years or whatever whatever happens um i'm very flexible, <laughs> flexible with what I'm doing. <laughs> but i will always like to take pictures like uh, i know that uh, this is always something that i will um, do yeah even and if it's for me. where else can people see your work apart from instagram um actually there's not a lot of outlets that I have apart yeah. from Instagram. Um, the exhibitions, uh, you can see some. I will also work on a website, but mm -hmm. uh, this is something that is on my to-do list for quite a long time. Will there be a book from Conrad? <laughs> uh, book, I'm not sure. Uh, but 
um, for a book, I would need more time to, you know, like really um, form like a certain profile for yeah. the book. So I, I wouldn't say this is my 50 best pictures. I would say I just um, print my 50 most like pictures or something like mm -hmm. this. I would yeah. really need uh, time to think about uh, create a kind of a team for the book yeah a picture who relate to each other yeah yeah exactly it. yeah a theme yeah exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. can be a lot of work yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this uh, yeah instagram is my main platform great still uh, mm -hmm. when we are back at instagram now um mm. I, i see your feet always looks really professional and amazing <laughs> like everything fits really well together yeah. how do you design your feet do you plan everything in yeah. advantage or Do you have some rules you follow mm. when you design your feet? How are you doing mm. this? I have some some minor rules. Um, what I like is to have um, kind of like an archive mm -hmm. uh, of pictures, um, which is not always possible because, um, on the other hand, I don't uh, post that much latergrams. Mm -hmm. So uh, only when I travel a bit longer, then I post latergrams. But if I'm in Berlin, I try to post the pictures that I take, like, three, four days maximum mm -hmm. after I took them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that everything is kind of like a visual diary still, because mm -hmm. when I began, I really liked the, the part of having a visual diary through Instagram and uh, I still don't want to give this up yeah, only yeah. for the purpose of being professional or <laughs> showing only professional pictures. So if I have uh, like a amount of 10 pictures that I could post that are mm -hmm. potentially interesting and I could tell a bit about it, mm -hmm. I would go for um i would look for a certain color scheme that uh, they have in Those common together, mm -hmm. yeah. that uh, i could post in a row um i would not I, th i think i would not post the same kind of perspective next to each other yes, yes, yes. i would try to um keep this in a diagonal composition mm -hmm. um if i have for example like a vanishing point i wouldn't post two vanishing points next to each, next other, to each yeah. other or even above each other it grabs too much attention then Yeah yeah, yeah 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 so i like uh, i like a certain mix of um uh of a certain variety of perspectives um mm -hmm. so i mix vanishing points then there's a two-dimensional facade then there's a composition with uh, more details and then again a vanishing point or something like this so uh i like to to come to to, to mix play around yeah, to yeah, play yeah, around yeah. and yeah colors play uh, play a big role in this mm -hmm. um yeah This is something I try. <laughs> And what's your advice for budding architectural uh, photographers? For what? Uh, advice for budding architectural photographers who are just beginning in architectural uh, pictures. Mm -hmm. What are the mistakes that you think you made and uh, wish that uh, the other people don't, uh, can avoid in the beginning? Mm, mistakes <clears throat> I made. Hmm. Or some basic Nothing. tips that can help. <laughs> no, I think, I think in the beginning you can't really do mistakes. Yeah. Like if you just just to shoot for yourself and for your own interest and to be a photographer, a better photographer, I think uh, you can't do really mistakes. It's about the process to, to practice and sure. uh, you will do a lot of shitty pictures. Yeah. yeah. But um, you will only see two years later that these pictures are... Bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> could, have, could have been better, let's say. Yeah. yeah, yeah so... Sure. Um, I think mistakes comes at this point when you have a certain thing in mind to incorporate or to, you know, when you're just free flowing for uh, doing free flowing photography, you can't mm -hmm. do really mistakes. Um, so that's, that's one thing I would say. Don't, don't worry too much. Don't worry too much about And also the, restrict a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yourself. But what, what I would um, uh, give it as an advice is like to shoot a lot of pictures yeah. 
And um, if you come back home with like, let's say 100 pictures, then limit yourself to 10 of these pictures that you think that are really, really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Evaluate for yourself why why these 10 pictures are uh, your best Best ones Mm -hmm. and then edit three to five of them. Mm -hmm. And again, again, think about why you edit these three or five from Mm -hmm. this 10 and not the other fives. And then you will come to a point where you see what's your strength or what's your best interest or what's your um yeah what's just your, your the pictures that you like most will always be mm-hmm. the be- your best pictures yes, definitely. Yes, definitely so um maybe in the beginning just um focus on your selection just do as much pictures without any restrictions yeah. and then uh put a lot of effort in your selection yeah sure mm-hmm. and <laughs> what is your favorite lens right now um uh, <laughs> actually i've no uh not as not a big experience in different uh, lenses mm-hmm. um no, nowadays uh, when i'm not shooting on a smartphone i have a sony alpha okay mm-hmm. uh where i use um few lenses actually the the one that i use the most is uh, 16 to 35 so millimeter yeah <laughs> definitely a wide angle <laughs> it's uh, with a four, with a f- um 4.0 aperture which is enough for architecture photography mm-hmm. photography so that's maybe um something if someone starts with art, uh, architecture photography doesn't need to have uh, a very expensive um, 2.0 yeah. 2.8 uh, yeah. aperture uh, lens for architecture yeah. 4.0 is, is completely fine mm-hmm. and i also have like a travel uh, travel lens with me a tamron okay uh, 28 to 75 mm-hmm. which is for traveling perf- is perfect you can have 2.8 right it's a f.28 yeah. yeah. And um, apart from this, I have a, a few um, fixed lens, like a, the Sony 28, which is nice for portraits. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have some more fixed lens, but I use the, the, the zoom lenses quite often. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it gives more flexibility yeah. and you can shoot more with mm-hmm. one setup. That's true. Uh, I hate changing lenses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and on the spot, even uh, for your situation, especially when you're uh, where you're taking pictures of a person and mm-hmm. architecture together, mm-hmm. you miss the moments when you are uh, worrying about your lens or changing your yeah, lens. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So these are the lenses that I use, but I'm not I'm not super experienced with a lot of different setups. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that uh, other people can judge even better than me <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> do you have a drone or what do you think about drone <laughs> photography because it um, yeah. allows to get new perspectives yeah. so are you uh, positive to it or you don't like I, it? I'm, I'm very positive to it yeah. uh, because I like the visual outcome of drone photography mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. um, but so far I didn't have any um, drone myself I mm-hmm. flew a drone from a friend uh, just to practice a bit and mm-hmm. try and I uh, also took some videos mm-hmm. which came out good Okay. Um, and I also have uh, in mind that I will do drone shots very soon because um, there was a client approaching me who needs also drone shots. Mm-hmm. And this will be next month. So I will definitely do some drone shots. Oh, we are excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, videos and photos. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, but uh, so far I was, uh, I was, yeah, I was happy with my camera. Mm-hmm. And if I needed a, a drone shot, I was asking friend if he can take <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that's only that only happened two times already. Like it's not it's not very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but this for the for the next client, um, I will work a bit more on the drone footage. Mm-hmm. So 
I will have my own drone and just Great. try a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so there you're also going to make uh, videos, right? Yes, yes, yes. And this is something uh, new for you or are you also uh, practiced with taking videos, composing I'm, videos? I mean, when I, <laughs> I actually started with the video when I was a teenager. Okay. I had this very huge uh, VHS yeah, cassette yeah. Uh, video uh, camera. Yeah. And uh, we've uh, f uh, we've been filming us uh, when skateboarding when we've been skateboarding <laughs> each other's. Okay. Um, and we did lots of videos back then. We cut okay, them okay. with uh, very shitty computers. In, in, <laughs> what was it? Nineteen nineteen ninety nine two thousand. Okay. Um, very shitty programs. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. even from one recorder to another. Okay. Uh, just very basic. But um, this was something I really enjoyed to okay. take the skateboard okay. videos, mm -hmm. and. Um, I think I could I could do more videos, um, but the, the only thing is that I'm not too experienced in cutting them mm -hmm. and or doing all the effects. It's a lot of work, right? It's a lot of work yeah. again. But uh, I worked with some video teams to for location scouting, even f on the location for some perspectives. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of I was kind of involved in video production okay. quite often, okay. but not uh, from A to Z. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are you still skating? Something off topic? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm, I'm still I'm still skating, but not too ambitious and not no. too not too often. Not not as a teenager. Um, as a teenager, I was uh, very ambitious. Yeah, mm -hmm. but um, not very often anymore. Like in summertime, once a week, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just for um, <laughs> recreational yeah. purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have a few friends that are the same age, mm -hmm. and they are still skating or or keeping up, keeping up skating again. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are like the grand grandpas of skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we go out quite often in the summer together. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's maybe maybe this year skateboarding Great. again. More skateboarding <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like maybe time for rapid fire questions right now. Mm -hmm. What is your next uh, place of travel that's coming up? Um, if it's not changing through any coronavirus travel restrictions, it's gonna be Paris. Right. Yeah, end of March, yeah. Great, great. Or maybe, no, privately, I'm going to travel to Stutt Stuttgart mm -hmm. next week um, as a family um, fest, like a family party. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, but yeah, we missed this question. Are you, uh, where are you from originally? Uh, my hometown is Cottbus. Okay. Um, Berliners know it from Cottbus Ator. Uh -huh. That's <laughs> the name. Uh, it's a city which is um, about 100 kilometers southeast from Berlin, almost yeah. at the border to Poland. And I lived there since I was two, uh, since I was twenty-one, I think mm -hmm. twenty twenty-one, um, and left the city for for studying. So yeah. Okay. But the first twenty years I lived there. Great. And oh. uh, yeah, like if you go back in time, mm -hmm. uh, like ten years back or something, what would you tell differently to yourself or to your beginning of your photography journey? Mm -hmm. Or would you advise yourself? Would you do something differently or would you have done exactly the same thing? No, it's getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting really deep. Uh, uh, yes, there's some, there's always stuff that, uh, that you can do differently. Yeah. And uh, for me, um, I think I would keep myself more busy at some point. Um, sometimes a bit, I'm a bit more uh, too chilled, mm -hmm. too relaxed. At, at some point, if I would invest a bit more effort, I could do better things, more things. Mm -hmm. But I think that applies to almost everyone, everyone about, yeah, yes. apart from, <laughs> from workaholics. <laughs> and um, 
10 years, uh, judging the last 10 years, I would say I did uh, the most of the stuff I did right. Great. Because 10 years ago, I, uh, well, I, was, I was in Australia. I wasn't about too bad. But uh, let's say like nine, eight years ago, I had a bit of uh, struggling because I came back from Australia from one and a half year um, working holiday. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, university was far away. Uh, working was far away. Sure, so I was sure. kind of like a, a full-time traveler there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I only worked in, uh, in small businesses. and, and um, But then I came back and I was... A, uh, I didn't know what to do actually with my with my grade and everything yeah. and I struggled a bit I, I did some internships in marketing and um, I had a bad uh, a bit of a bad job in an online as an online editor mm -hmm. which was very um uh, was not well paid and like the, the was a stepping stone for your yeah and then when I see now I'm much more confident I'm much more um, happy about what I'm doing than 10 years ago so great yeah <laughs> just uh, I think uh, just go for the thing that um, that you have the most attention for mm -hmm. and you will get some energy sure yeah definitely yes yeah. and uh, yeah less less uh, psychological or less personal stuff mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe from marcel yeah <laughs> um and what advice would you give to someone starting out in your field <sighs> there's always so many there's so many things that you could say um, maybe just one really important thing you you could tell uh, them i would say just don't force yourself too much just enjoy the uh, process just look what's your what's your most um, i mean some people they know they are they know they like photography mm. and then they start to think okay where where are my clients um what can i do better where can i go to to connect better with people mm -hmm. but this is not the point where you're starting from actually you sh you just uh, ask yourself first what's my biggest uh, passion what's my biggest attention what uh, what do i want to um, show people yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then you then if you're good in it and if you have experience then the network will come and all the clients will come and sure. just don't force yourself in in the beginning too much towards a professional lifestyle or a professional yeah. way of working because um, nobody really starts as a professional exactly, in photography. Yeah. This it's is a not process. A, yeah, I mean, even people that study photography, some of them, <laughs> some of them never worked as a photographer. Exactly. And also, yeah. a lot of people that never studied photography in any cases, same like they me, are yeah. professional <laughs> photographers now. Yeah, so it's not, not like a, um, a lawyer or ma um, a doctor, yeah. where where you have a very fixed profile. Definitely, uh, it's something that you that comes from from um, ability to do and then. Uh, enjoyment to do this mm -hmm, sure to get better so it's it's very basic but mm -hmm. um, and what are your favorite places in berlin to go and shoot yeah. um i think i have a few favorite places that i could go very often and i i would always do some nice pictures there um for example the whole um uh, icc complex mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the international so, congress center um uh, there's a big Com uh, complex with car parks and tunnels and everything like this so this is quite nice it's in uh, charlottenburg mm -hmm. um close to the central bus station mm -hmm. and, and then um, mm -hmm. um, another another nice spot that i like is the velodrome uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, there's some walls uh, that are next to uh, behind each other and uh, it always uh, gives a nice uh, <laughs> i'm sorry i'm for laughing i'm watching the dog walk. <laughs> uh, the velodrome 
Um, I like the area between Kreuzberg and Mitte in, in the area of Friedrichstraße okay. mm -hmm. because there's so many different uh, architecture and uh, you have old and new architecture mixed in a very sure. dense yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the area around um, Prinzenstraße. Mm -hmm. yeah, nice, yeah. So yeah, there's, there's yeah, always some. Yeah. some and Plattenbau in the east. Okay. <laughs> so Marzahn, Lichtenberg, yeah, Munchenhausen, yeah. these are the places that I go often and I always shoot. For facades. modern architecture. Yeah, like facades basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 Great. Exactly. So yeah, I think, um, thank you so much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sharing all this useful yeah. information with us no and inspiring a lot of people yeah. again. I hope. Uh, yeah, this was great having a conversation with you. And again, uh, as I mentioned to you in the beginning, um, uh, for uh, like you are a great inspiration for both me and Marcel since the beginning of photography. You've been one of the wow. first profiles I followed. <laughs> yeah, really? I oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> keep inspiring us and keep inspiring all yeah, the yeah, other. Yeah. Uh, but I know exactly. We know exactly how it uh, how it was because I was the same. Uh, yeah. in, uh, like a few years earlier, I was ac exactly the same, and there was like accounts that I was really looking up to and. Uh, um, I was always uh, astonished when I saw their pictures, like how could they find the location yeah. or how, how do they do this shot and stuff like this. So I really know, mm. know the value of, uh, of this uh, inspiration on Instagram. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming. Thanks and for, we hope uh, to yeah. see you once again in the yeah. future yeah. with us. And yeah. Also, thank you guys for listening and watching. We hope you enjoyed the series and there are more podcasts and videos coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>